behold my handcrafted purity. The modern world can bite my splintery wooden ass. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about season four, episode 14, Absolutely Fabulous. Professor Ben, can we go outside? It's so nice today. I want to feel the sand beneath my foot cups. First of all, you, I'm, I, I, it's not my place to judge, but you should probably have your feet checked out by a medical doctor. Okay. Um, second, yeah, well, I'm, I mean, I'm, you I'm are, cool with it. You are Dr. Ben. News to me. Dr. Professor Ben. Min. News to me. Uh, and you're teaching this course on Futurama. Uh, if you phrase it like that, or everyone's going to want their money back. We're all just auditing it. <laughs> it pass fail no money spent no money earned in fact we're not even affiliated with any college university Yet. or ooh, that's a good point don't assume that we're going to never be affiliated with a university that's true uh that is true hey colleges and universities tweet at back to futurama we can definitely give a seminar about <laughs> something a really bad live show, if nothing else. Like, <laughs> yes, get us. Four in. people may show up to that. We will come to your student union. We will set up our own things. We will accept food as payment. This is going to be a the most. Dog. This is going to be the most expensive hot dog we've ever done. There's airfare. There's hotel fare. Well, it depends on where it is. If it's like you know, a, a local Portland college or university, which there are many. It could be uh, mostly free for us. I was assuming just... somewhere in Minnesota for some oh, reason. Okay, is that where where the fu- the the Futurama just they just it just flows openly there? They just love it so much that they just have kegs and kegs of Futurama. I I feel like <laughs> it I became mixed... a beer now. Wait, there's an idea here. <laughs> there's an idea here. <laughs> no, we've already been over this. Remember that time I looked up. Uh, uh, the rhyming Bectionary oh, okay. and found the beer called Rhyming Bectionary and it turned out to be someone's home brewing project oh, that was yeah. on Untapped. We've been over this. We're just rehashing new ideas this time. <laughs> rehashing already known ideas, not new ones. If this was a TV show, this is where you find out it's a clip show and you turn <laughs> it to reruns of Everyone Loves Raymond. So is this where we say, here are our best <laughs> clips from our previous episodes? Um, no, before anybody turns this (laughs) podcast off, I promise this is not a clip show. Despite the fact we've we've brought up Futurama beer again and we brought up Everyone Loves Raymond again. It's, it's, it's more like a, uh, a a reunion tour hitting all the hits. It's more like we've run out of ideas and now we're just scraping the remnants of the bottom of that barrel. It wasn't Um, even a very large barrel. It's full of, uh... Donkey Kong references. Yep. Uh, Weird Al's going to make an appearance in here. I, I almost guarantee you Weird Al's going to make an appearance somewhere in here. In the barrel or in this podcast? Because in, the, in the comedy barrel. I mean, he's not at the bottom of the comedy barrel. He's at the top of it. 
He's good. No, but we've He's already, we've already scraped out all the Weird Al from the top of the comedy barrel. Now it's like like the fruit on the bottom yogurt. Oh, okay. It's not like getting the cream <laughs> off the top of, of milk. I see. No, no, no. It's like fruit on the bottom where it's yogurt, but it has fruit on the bottom. Okay, Ben. I just... <laughs> that is how fruit on the bottom yogurt works. And Weird Al is the fruit on the bottom. It's a thing of yogurt that says... Weird Al, right there on it, okay. um, and he's holding an accordion, and it tastes a little bit like an accordion for some reason. Shall we talk about what we ostensibly talk about on this podcast? Futurama, season four, episode 14, absolutely fabulous. Fa- fa- <laughs> Dang it. it your, your speed was your, uh, your detractor there. Season four, episode 14 of the television show Futurama, entitled obsolutely fabulous take one let's start from here on this one <laughs> do you, <laughs> what are you doing? do we need a clapboard like all right start start recording click action the gang goes to roboticon 3003 it's the world's largest robot trade show there are soul detectors uh lining the entrances and if it detects you have a soul you have to pay ten dollars there's a lot like right off the bat there's a lot going off here because like imagine going through a soul detector and it doesn't go off that sounds horrible that sounds like the beginning of a stephen king horror book we need i'm gonna i'm gonna let stephen king have this one if he's listening uh you can have this idea that's fine i feel like we're also biting unabashedly obsessed flavor on when it comes to stephen king they they didn't write the book on Stephen King. That's true. Stephen King wrote the book on Stephen King. You can come at us unabashedly obsessed. We'll see you, James, in a little bit. Uh, so yeah, they they go to this big robot convention. Um, there is a lot of things going on at this robot convention. <laughs> Should I list out what I found? Hit me with it. Uh, Nannybot one point which says that he's uh, the the Nannybot has replaced his the parents of the baby and feeds it. Via via a uh, uh, a xenomorph kind of third arm through the mouth mm-hmm. or a secondary mouth or whatever, uh, robot toys such as robot dealy boppers and a robot scratching post. I love the robot scratching post because it's got a beer on the top of it on a little dangly uh-huh. uh, like spring. Not not to spoil anything, but Bender does get that beer, and the secret was to scratch really, really hard. hard, really really hard. Oh, really really yeah. hard. Oh, see that's the secret. It's not like put something out in the world and get it in return. It's scratch really, really right. hard. If you open up the book, The Secret, it's mm-hmm. just one page that says, scratch really, really hard. I mean, it's good advice. I mean, unless you've got an itch, then probably don't scratch that hard. You'll probably cause go blood. to a doctor. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that's also good. Yeah. Um, Pay, uh, uh, yeah, the footnote is, uh, unless it's an itch, and then go probably go to a doctor. Don't scratch that really, really hard. Uh the the secret by the author of the secret <laughs> we know we know nothing about the secret other than the fact that it's called the secret um also in the episode uh wernstrom's killbots uh are basically stationed directly next to farnsworth killbots and they the the humans uh wernstrom and uh farnsworth end up fighting like physically punching each other and weren't the the killbots are like oh let's just go for a nice paddle boat ride 
If this was a Back to the Futurama clip show, this is where I'd bring up my Saw robot named Saul. You know, the fact that you have brought it up makes me feel like we're accident, like we're doing a back channel clip podcast here. <laughs> it's gonna be no. It's gonna be one of those. Okay. It's gonna be one of those uh, CD commercials. Uh, back in the day, where they'd have different <laughs> different songs fly, uh, playing, and it then the me- the one that was currently playing was highlighted in yellow. It took me a little bit where you're going, but I get it. Now. It's gonna be it's gonna be that. It's gonna be uh, the best of Back to the Futurama's <laughs> greatest hits. Now that's what I call Back to the Futurama Volume Zero. Yeah, Volume. Who? Why would we even do this once? It's got all the greatest hits, like Saul <laughs> and. and- Saul again. I think there was one time Ben was kind of whacked out on Sudafed. I think that was an okay episode, probably. And also shirt pants situation. Hey, we have an idea for merch now. Only four easy payments of $19.99. <laughs> Mom starts up this presentation about this new kind of robot, the uh, 1X robots. They are the sort of hovering like super helpful oh, yeah. robots with a very like helpful soothing voice in fact it it puts all previous models to shame and to make a point she asks for a volunteer and bender forces his way to the stage mm-hmm. uh, to be the volunteer and she has them do a simple task like organizing a jar of coins and counting it uh 1x does it very quickly and accurately uh, Bender instead steals the change and uh, and tries to deny it. He's like, yeah, nobody ever gave me a jar, so... <laughs> Unfortunately, a giant banner comes and hits him at the from the top of the stage to... Or the top of the... Uh, you know, the stage. Top of the stage and hits him, knocking him over and revealing the change and cr- uh, crushing the jar. Bender is definitely the before in the... Before, before and, and after. after yep. In like an infomercial. Since we're already on this infomercial train... He, he's the robot that can't do a simple task. Whoa, he's going to fall over. That's a that's a, what I did is a very visual thing that Ben got and no, no one else will. There was a while where the bio on my personal Twitter account was the before in your favorite <laughs> as seen on TV infomercial. I love that because that um, makes me think you're, you're like in the kitchen with an egg and you're just slamming it on the edge right. of the pan. Because I don't, know how to, I don't know how to crack eggs. I don't know how to hammer a nail into a wall. Um, I don't know how to wash a car. You um, certainly don't know how to uh, stop leaks from happening. Goodness. And then I also, that same day, I spent most of my day... Uh, that's too much. That's, that makes it sound like I did literally nothing else <laughs> with my day. I spent a lot of time that day just tweeting out gifts of the uh, uh, before people in infomercials. <laughs> I love your one day gimmick. It's very good. Look, my my personal Twitter is a, a joy to behold when I'm not ranting about anxiety. So follow me at Ben <laughs> underscore ETC if you haven't found me already. It's great. Tell me what a good job I'm doing or and, not. And look at the the copious glasses of whiskey. Copious glasses of whiskey, which surprisingly I'm not drinking right now. We fr- frankly we don't do it very often. We did it I think we did last week, but not this week. Let's never talk about last week again. That's fair. Yeah, they the Robot 1X is so 
uh, amazing that not only does it count this jar of, of coins, but it also, instead of producing pollution, it runs on pollution and emits a, a lovely oxygen with a pine scent to it. It's very nice. And the professor is so impressed, he ends up buying a Robot 1X. Uh, Bender uh, previously had been welcoming to the new robots, but now he's getting a little nervous. It's kind of like, you know, the the first child syndrome. Second one comes along. Mm -hmm. First one gets jealous. But in this case, the first one's a drunken robot. That's also fair. Um, So at at Planet Express, they start trying out the new Robot 1X, uh, which cleans Nibbler's litter box and gives Nibbler a little, little, little nice kiss. And which causes Bender to go over and give Nibbler a better kiss and end up just kind of making out with Nibbler for a little bit. I'd argue it's not a better kiss. It's kind of awkward. It's Bender's opinion of a better kiss. Let's put it that way. He's trying to one-up 1X. See what I did there? Clever. Um, Accidental clever. You're a poet. Um, I didn't even know it. No, we've done this joke before. (laughs) It's the, the clip show is happening. We can't, we're just steering to the skid. Here's Saul. It's like... (laughs) It's like an episode of Community, which again, I know we've brought up before, but it's like an episode of Community where like, it's definitely, I think there was an episode where they're definitely just doing all the same things over again, but only Abed realizes it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's a, I think it's actually an Always Sunny in Philadelphia thing, Okay, where the gang keeps doing all their old schemes over again, and uh, they're like, no, this, this doesn't, th- haven't we... And then, but the gang still does it anyways. Sure. Welcome to that in podcast form. <laughs> if you're still listening, you're a saint. <laughs> we appreciate you. Um, you're a literal saint. The uh, talk to the Pope for your sainthood. Uh, oh, nice. Tweet at tweet at the Pope. the Pope. What is it? Pontifex, right? <laughs> Please don't tweet at the Pope. I mean. <laughs> If you want to tweet, <laughs> if you'd like to tweet at the Pope, do it under your own want to. Don't mention us at all. He doesn't need to know about this. Hey, Pope, I listen to this really dumb podcast. <laughs> Can I be a saint now? Please, God, uh, please do not send the Pope our podcast or else God will be mad at us, I'm sure, somehow. We have eluded the podcast police, but the podcast deities are probably not pleased with us so just don't let's not let's let's leave the pope in uh, ignorance on this one i think what the pope doesn't know won't hurt him (laughs) 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 wow okay so they have Bender, because Bender's being real jealous, Sure, they have him do a task, which is to put a satellite dish on top of Planet Express so that the neighbors think they have a satellite dish. Exactly. It is a fake satellite dish, and it's designed to impress the neighbors. Oh, and take Robot 1X. And uh, so they're up there installing this thing, and Bender's welding it to the roof. And then uh, he actually, he gets so upset at at Robot 1X, he kind of takes a swing at him, Mm -hmm. falls off the roof. Robot 1X welds the thing to uh, the the roof, flies down, saves Bender, 
And even quips, I did manage to do your job before I saved your life. <laughs> I love the passive-aggressive Robot 1X. It's very good. But see, passive-aggressive uh, assumes that like he realizes he's kind of being passive-aggressive. I think he's just so overly sincere that like incredibly sincere and okay. also just does not understand. So I don't even think it's passive-aggressive. I think it's just like... He's he's just too much Robot 1X. He's just stating facts. Yeah, he calls them like he sees them. Kind of like a whale biologist. Clip show! That's a clip, clip show from the future, because we haven't even gotten <laughs> to that true. episode yet. We haven't! <laughs> <laughs> My God, what if you watched... Uh-oh. What if you watched a TV show where they did a clip show, but all the clips were from future episodes? Didn't Community do that one? I don't know, maybe. I'm pretty sure they've done like a thing where they never did it, but they popped a raft to make it go faster. And No, no, no. They did they did an episode. That's right. Their their clip show was the one where they were all like fighting um and like getting into an argument and all the clips from the clip show were things that never happened. Yes. Either before or in future episodes. So yeah, they've they've played with that a little bit. See, we finally figured out what the community clip show was on our on our Back to the Future on the clip show. This is getting way too meta. Um, <laughs> but my point is, if you were watching a TV show okay. with a clip show from the future. Okay. That'd be that'd be neat. Stephen King, I'm giving you this idea too. Okay, we're just gonna give he he doesn't need our or ideas. the Pope. Oh, he, wow, okay. <laughs> Stephen King you know or what? the Pope, whoever wants it first can have it. You know, I will say this, though. If the Pope writes that novel, <laughs> I would read the crap out of it. I'm sorry. I want to read that now. The fact that I live in a world where that will never happen is very upsetting to me. Now, very specifically. Bender is upset because... Oh, right. Future we got to get through this episode eventually, my dude. <laughs> Bender we can't is upset just make clip jokes. because uh, he he feels that he is just worthless. He literally hops into the living room at Planet Express, the lounge area, mm-hmm. so to speak. He hops into it in a trash can, which is a great visual. It's I love a very the visual. Good visual. Yeah, uh, and he's like, "I'm just saving you the problem of of throwing me out to the curb. I took care of it." Wah. Amy told tells him to uh, uh, calm down. And come and watch TV with them. Uh, Bender is stuck, but will not let the w- Robot One X help him. And he uh, he that leads the professor to tell him he needs an upgrade. So uh, Bender's like, "Fine, I'll be back in a few days." And he ro- he literally rolls out of the because <laughs> he has a- since fallen over in this trash yes. can. Uh, so he just rolls out of the thing. A, gu- a very good visual. Uh, they go to the upgrade center uh, where there are some specials on the board. X-ray vision for $2, Ooh. arm extension for $0.70 cents a yard, mm-hmm. and something called neon crotch for $0.15. Cents. That's a deal. That's a good deal. I, You'd be dumb not to take that deal. I, was, I don't know if I want to include it in the podcast, but I was going to say, I paid $0.45 cents for my neon crotch, so... <laughs> He is behind Roberto, which they kind of don't really seem to know each other or if they're just being really familiar with each other. 
How do you mean? They they don't refer to each other by name or like show any of the fact that they knew each other before. But Roberto never once refers to Bender or Fry by name. He always calls Fry Red. That's um, true. Well, that's his kind of name for him. Yeah, but I mean, it's, you know, plus Roberto, to be fair, Roberto is very upset because his parole officer took away his stabbing knife and he's refusing to give back the stabbing knife until he gets the upgrade. I mean, good that on that. That would pro- make anybody distraught. Uh-huh. Also good on that probation officer. But Bender doesn't use Roberto's name or like he's like, okay, have fun, bud. The only name Bender cares about is Bender. That's fair. Let's be real. Okay, I'll let this one slide. Uh, anyway, uh, Roberto goes up and like literally says, death to the 1X robots, has the upgrade happen. He's like, I love the glorious 1X robots. Yeah, he gets put into this big, scary-looking machine that clamps around his face and like electrocutes everything. Like It looks kind of like an execution A little bit. device. But yeah, he, he comes out of it and he's like, I love those glorious little bastards or something. Or something. Something, something like that was said during the Futurama episode. Um, so Bender is put into the machine and he changes his mind, breaking out of the upgrade and diving out the window, landing on the beach below. He then decides that he can't go back to face his friends because he didn't get the upgrade Mm -hmm. and he's too scared to get the upgrade. Right. So instead he takes a sign, a a no boating sign or boat. Boating prohibited. He takes a boating prohibited sign, bends it into a boat, and then sets sail on the ocean. It's one of my literal favorite jokes in this episode because it literally says boating prohibited and then it is turned into a boat. It's so, it's just, it. there's got to be a gif out there. I love it so much. I mean, more Botron, man. You can totally generate that. I, then I think we should if it's not already existing. And send it to the Pope. No, don't send it to the Pope. I mean, that's not our <laughs> IP. You can send whatever Futurama stuff you want to the Pope. In fact, send all the Futurama stuff to the no, Pope. No, don't. We don't advocate that. Kind of. Don't. Um, again, don't include our hash. Or don't <laughs> our hashtag. Don't include back to Futurama in it. Just send it directly to Pontifex. They'll figure it out. Bender hits this massive storm. Uh huh. And curses merciful Poseidon washes up on a deserted island, um, which he he notes I've washed up in worse places. That says some stuff about Bender. Uh, he's not very good at surviving here. He builds a shelter by literally just placing a big rock over him. That seems pretty good um, to me. He writes a help message, which he's one rock short of, but it says to whom it may concern. I, Bender, bid you hello. You don't know me, though you may have heard of me, but that's not the point. Long story short is, I need help. But he's one rock short. So it says health. So he's like, dang it. Uh, At the end of long story short, there is an ellipses, which is very good as well. Could have just taken one of those, but he has to be grammatically correct with his ellipses. It's true. Or he could have just written help. (laughs) Yeah, it lacks style. And it also lacks personality. He's also a lighthouse at night, uh, but he runs out of power. And he's also out of beer. Uh, He kind of freaks out about it. He manages to dig up some yams and declares he's going to make yam schnapps, which sounds kind of gross. Agree to disagree. There's only one way to find out. Let's make some yam schnapps. Let's make some yam schnapps. Back to the Futurama yam schnapps taste test. 
Ooh, if they're good, can we put out a recipe on the official podcast Twitter? Yeah, if it's if it's bad, we'll put it on the official podcast <laughs> Twitter. Okay, first Google of of uh this this uh creation of yam schnapps. How does one make schnapps? I'm just gonna Google yam schnapps. You're gonna get a lot of references to this episode, I'm sure. I really want there to be a recipe somewhere out there. I mean, yam, it, it, they're sweet. You turn sweet things into schnapps. I'm, I mean, I've had peach schnapps before. I feel like there are other kinds of sweet schnapps you could probably have. Yeah, you're right. It's mostly Futurama references. Um, however, there is something about candied yams with peach schnapps. Oh, um, I'd eat, I'd drink or eat or whatever that is. Oh, here that. we go. Your next favorite drink is brewed with sweet potatoes. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a very long article. Oh, oh, do we want to read the long form on the podcast? There is a sweet potato liqueur, my dude. Corbin well, Cash, sweet potato liqueur. Uh, Corbin Cash, then? Tweet it back to Futurama. Send let's, us some of this get, liqueur. Let's get on that. We want this liqueur. We will sponsor. In fact... In fact, you need a sponsor in a bad podcast. <laughs> in fact, we're giving you free publicity. Okay, I feel like I a little a little yam liqueur would uh, calm you right down. Calm me right down, and we might be able to get through this thing. No, don't do, drink too much yam liqueur; or you might die. Bender needs to to blend these yams, so he tries plugging this blender into <laughs> a tree a beehive and a boar's nose and then he's like when that doesn't work he's like hey i should be mad at you now turn around (laughs) i don't know why he thinks the power is gonna come out of these places i mean when you're desperate and you know you're running out of power that's fair you need your yam schnapps you gotta have it corbin cash sweet potato liqueur doesn't deliver to your island what are you gonna do (laughs) somehow i i want my biggest problem in the world to Corbin Cash won't deliver to my island. Hi, this is Ben from Back to the Futurama. Stuck on a deserted island with no yam liqueur? Don't worry, Corbin Cash has you covered. They now deliver to 95% of deserted islands. I feel like... Okay, we went from possibly getting them as a sponsor to them suing us. So, you know... I feel like we, we made a left turn down the bad road. Oh boy. Um so uh so this causes Bender to become stone cold sober. Um and he has some hallucinations on the beach where he thinks six duck ducklings walking in in kind of stuck into a beer a beer like oh. the plastic rings on yeah, a the plastic six rings. pack. Yes. Mm-hmm. The plastic rings uh are actually beer walking up to him and he tries to drink that beer and one of the ducks bites him. And then in the middle of the night, drums start playing and shadowed fing- figures come over him. Including one that's a, a cymbal banging monkey in a tree. It's true. That drops a uh, coconut on him. He wakes up the next day and uh, some robots are pouring some something from a coconut. I imagine mm-hmm. it's booze of some sort. Mm-hmm. They might have put the lime in the coconut. And then Bender drank it all up. It's true. Now, wait. So he put the lime in the coconut. Right in there. And then he drank it all up. Yes. Put them both together. Yes. Okay. So. That was nothing. None of this is anything. (laughs) Life is meaningless. Ooh, nihilist Ben. 
<laughs> we went we went from advertising for a, a liqueur company Dude. without permission to nihilist ben in the span of about five minutes <laughs> hi this is ben from back to the futurama life got you down thinking everything's not worthwhile celebrate your nihilism with some corbin cash <laughs> don't laugh while i'm trying to do this ad I'm sorry, you're just too good at being funny. <laughs> All right, do you want fresh, clean audio on this one? Nope, I only do one take. So <laughs> Amateurs like me do more than one take. So yeah, Bender wakes up to this group of obsolete robots. There's a working cartridge unit who has to put little uh, pre-recorded messages into a cartridge uh, uh, slot. And then he he says them out loud. There's a fembot who is literally run by this water wheel in the middle mm. of her torso that if it ever runs out of water, she will stop working forever. Every every time could be her last time. Uh, she freaks out every time, which is understandable. And there's a Sinclair 2K unit, which I'd imagine from the name only has 2K of RAM because mm-hmm. he forgets everything all the time. Pretty much. Because uh, when when he says he can't remember how, what he doesn't have, Bender says memory, and then that causes him to forget his wife's face. Which is a sad, it's a very sad moment. But only for a moment, and then the moment's gone. Well, like, he can't remember it anymore, so everything is dust in the wind. Bender gets really upset because he wants his technology. He needs um, snowmobiles and... Uh, email and also television or else how well how will he know what's buzzworthy who cares about television when you can watch a snail crawl for hours on end he actually really gets into that snail it's pretty exciting doesn't think he can make it over the pebble and then he does and then he does it's a it's a triumph hashtag snail triumph that's how you know what's buzzworthy you watch a snail do a thing you hashtag it for all your friends on the deserted island you sit back you have a cool glass of Sweet Potato Liqueur All by right. Corbin Cash. <laughs> I can't help, like, l- like my body like gives up control, and I just start laughing, and fly- my arms are flailing everywhere. It should be noted, Corbin Cash in no way endorses or sponsors this show. Or possibly has any no, no knowledge of it whatsoever. We just discovered them. They might discover us. It's a, a partnership that was meant to be. Yeah. Definitely meant to be. <laughs> I'm so dumb. Okay. I mean, we're <laughs> in the same boat, my friend. We created out of a boating prohibited sign. Um, he's also, he pulls out some CDs to celebrate the tr- sna- hashtag snail triumph. Um, but then they tell him, why are you listening to CDs when you can listen to the ocean? They are his, his 10 desert island discs, which makes me want to know what your 10 desert island discs are. How many Weird Al albums are there? I told you Weird Al was coming <laughs> up in this. You 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 nailed, nailed it, it from downtown. I don't know how many Weird Al albums are there. I honestly do not know. I was. It's mo- probably mostly Weird Al albums, although there might be some Weezer in there too. How many Weird Al albums are there? Albums by Weird Al Yankovic include Mandatory Fun, Off the Deep End, and Thirty One Others. No, Thirty One Others. No, that's too many. That 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 he's only that would be more than one a year. He's not done that. 
That that has to include compilations. It might, but they they count as discrete discs. So I mean, I guess, but he's not re- recording new new material onto those okay okay wikipedia says studio albums 14 compilation albums 10 um singles 46 eps 2 i don't know how google uh decided to figure all of that um it just kind of said well there's 10 albums then we're 14 albums 10 comp whatever blah 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 and then uh, there's singles those are like seven per cd or whatever anyway uh 10 of those okay um, so yes, why listen to 10 Weird Al albums when you can listen to The Ocean? Um, I mean, the musical, you know. So they listen to The Ocean and Bender smashes all of his CDs. Uh, Bender describes this, this this scene as, it's like the earth making sweet salty love to itself while all the fish groove on it. I was going to skip past that line. It's a good line. I don't know if our advertisers like that line. <laughs> what do you mean? The smooth taste of Coleman cash? Um, so uh, this just reminds me of the, the ads on the, the big game this year where everything was a tide ad. Yeah, it's true. Way to be topical. Yeah, um, a couple months late. Yes. So uh, speaking of tide ads, they bring Bender a washing machine. <laughs> Oh my god, it worked so well! <laughs> I wasn't even realizing Accidental that. Accidental Segway champion. So they bring, they find Bender this old washing machine that washed ashore, and they hand it to him, and they're and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna wash my linen so hard." And then I feel like you don't want to wash linens that hard. No, you don't. Not that delicately. Hard. So he thinks a moment. He kind of looks at his surroundings and the beauty of nature, and then he tosses the washing machine back into the ocean, and then he decides he's done with technology. Technology has brought him nothing but misery. Uh, The cartridge unit, of all people, points out that uh, he's the most advanced thing on the island, and then Bender decides that he's going to downgrade himself into a wooden robot, so for the second week in a row, we get Bender changing his entire body for weird reasons yeah that's true i i really like how cartridge unit has all these things pre-recorded that literally says but bender you're the most advanced things on the island it's like why would you record this someday he knew he would need that why would the people that ran this cartridge unit they just did they just record random words together maybe man um and so, uh, yeah, he, he becomes this wooden robot, uh, declares that the modern world can bite his splintery wooden ass, mm-hmm. and then also declares that the world must know about their peaceful ways by force. And th- decides to wage war on technology. So they sail to New New York in a weird robot submarine. Kind of wooden submarine, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it, they've been doing it for three weeks. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, when you've only got manpower, by which I mean robot power. And you only got three. So mm-hmm. Bender looks at, through the periscope and realizes they're at society. But before revealing this to the rest of the group, he starts destroying the, the periscope as it is high-tech sorcery. It is mirrors reflecting mirrors. It's so. true. And then we get sort of this weird new New York destruction montage. Now, first of all, were you even close to aware at how many montages Futurama pulls off before you started doing this podcast? No. They do they a just, lot. They just kind of happen 
and you just sort of just don't even like pay attention. Like it, you don't you don't take stock of just how many montages. I feel there like are. it's at least once a week we're talking about a montage. And, I mean, at least mo- once a month, if not more. It's a lot. Um, it's way more than I remember there being. So there's a, a montage where they're swinging on vines in the city. They take these big magnets and steal all the gadgets out of a sharper gadget store. <laughs> they tear down and beat up a rocket. Yeah, they're just punching it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I got distracted because my notes definitely said tear Dan. So Aww. sorry, Dan. Um, <laughs> I feel bad for Dan now. Sorry, Dan. Uh, yeah, sorry, Dan. Uh, they launch a... Uh, they. They catapult a rock into the sewage output of Mom's Friendly Robot Company's uh, sewage pipe. And that causes sewage to overflow through all the windows of Mom's. And then, last but not least, they break the nightlight at the orphanarium. Of all things. Mm-hmm. This is the one they chose. Yes, this is a good idea. Those poor orphans. They only have the one nightlight. Then it's just dark. I mean, they've got a lot of problems, so you know. They, they only had the they had that one nightlight to give them comfort while they that sleep. That's literally it. That's all they had. Have you talked to the warden? It was definitely all they had. Uh, and then, last but not least, they decide. Bender decides, I should say. It's it's his yeah. sort of vendetta. He decides to attack Planet Express, and especially as the rest of his crew is like, "We've done it. Let's go count rocks to celebrate." Um, so they start attacking Planet Express. Uh, they hit the power lines uh, and cause the power to go out in Planet Express. But it's the future. And so Leela claps on some candles, which I love. Um, because, you know, it's the future. Because <laughs> you could turn on candles with a clapper. Um, a, a, fl- a giant boulder comes flying through the wall and Bender emerges. And he gives a kind of speech about... Uh, sur- saving them from the complications in their lives. And Leela res- responds, Oh, Lord, he's made of wood. What now, Bender? He shouts out to uh, the, the obsolete robots outside to launch a rock at Robot 1X, who came up and is literally just like, Do you want me to destroy myself? <laughs> like, yeah. It's very good. Um, and uh, Bender rejects his charity, and the first catapult shot, hits the Planet Express ship directly on the nose, which the professor says, you wanged my ship. As an aside, I love how the number of times in Futurama where uh, they use the word wang when they're talking about like, you know, something like the you wanged my ship or like I wanged my head. Yeah, it's um, very good. I love it. I, I love the slang in 3000 being wang. I wanged mm-hmm. my head or something like that. It's very good. I also love how in the episode with Al Gore, where uh, Al Gore uses the phrase because he's like, that wang to the head should have killed you. <laughs> it's very good. If there's one thing I've always wanted, it's former Vice President Al Gore using the word wang instead of hit. Yep, me too. Mission accomplished. I can die a happy man. Well, that's not nihilist Ben that I know and love. He'll be back. <laughs> he always comes back. <laughs> That sounds like a horror movie now. <laughs> Nihilus Ben, this summer, your life is worthless. Hi, I'm Ben from Back to the Futurama. Looking for a great movie this summer? Want something that'll scare the pants off of you? 
Why not try Nihilist Ben? Coming to theaters near you. Maybe. Eh, it's not as good as my it's not as good as my uh yam drink. No, I prefer the yam drink commercials, uh-huh. yeah. Give me give me some yam drink. I don't oh, like that. It? I don't no, like that at all. That's a bad tagline. Um Yo, <laughs> I gotta have my yam booze. <laughs> that sounds like an edgy nineties version of it. Uh so yeah, the, the first rock wangs the ship, and then Bender's like, No, 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 I told you. Aim at Robot 1X. Who's Robot 1X? Firing! And then the other thing I love about this scene is that as the catapult, uh, the, the rocks are getting catapulted into the building, it's making this... <whistles> and the, like everybody's standing around really tense. And it takes a while. And then Zoidberg's even like, well, I guess everything is... Uh... And then the second one comes in, hits the... Um, uh leg yeah hits the leg of the ship it falls over onto the planet express gang and then the fuel line uh break uh, the fuel cap breaks open Mm -hmm. starts pouring fuel into the building and it it catches fire on the candles and it's it's circling the crew yes so so now the crew went from standing there to being crushed and also possibly on fire so bad times happening. Bad times for everybody when you get right down to uh, it. So Bender is like, oh no, my friends, they need me. So he tries to help, but his legs snap off due to termites. He tries to use his extendo arms, but they fall off. And then he uses his eyes to walk over towards the fire. He he catches on the fire. It's a really weird scene watching him drag himself by his eyes, but he's mm-hmm. a robot, so I'm just going to let that one slide. I mean, you haven't dragged anywhere with your eyes before? Uh, only and moving on. Only on nights where I have too much to drink when I'm not drinking Corbin Cash's. Fantastic. <laughs> okay, moving on. <clears throat> we, we, I think I we make mo- I make no claims to the quality of this drink because they have yet to send me some to try to <laughs> yeah, advertise for it's, them. It's weird they haven't in the last thirty minutes heard <laughs> the podcast we haven't even released yet because we do not do it live. Oh, what's that? Hold on, let me go get that. Oh wow, who's at the door? Hi, I'm Ben. From wait, did the, did I just answer the door and I was there? That's what this narrative implies. <laughs> oh, no. Anyways, this narrative is very weird. Hi, I'm Ben from Back to the Futurama. Are you recording a podcast right now? Are you tr- wishing you had something to drink because your podcast is going absolutely nowhere? If so, I've got some great news for you. Corbin Cash now delivers its. <laughs> I'm sorry, I held it together as much as I could. Corbin Cash now delivers its fantastic sweet potato liqueur straight to your podcasting studio. (laughs) Use code, oh god, this podcast is going nowhere, for 12% off of your order from Corbin Cash. Act now. Drink the walrus. As Bender is basically on fire, he wishes that he had gotten the upgrade so that he could have helped his friends, but then realizes he can use the Robot 1X as a tool to save his friends, and he'll be the hero that everyone says how great he was. Yeah, so he instructs Robot 1X to put out the fire and save his friends, and also Zoidberg. And then Mm -hmm. Robot 1X, uh, his hands turn into big fans, he blows out the fire, he lifts the ship off of the Planet Express team... And then Bender's the hero because he and Robot 1X were totally jiving together. They sure were. 
Uh, Bender has has burned up to a pile of ash with his eyes and mouth. That's all yep. he's got. Bender starts really talking up Robot One X and how wonderful he is, and we kind of fade back to the upgrade chamber that we were in before. Um, and Bender's a little confused. Yeah, he was like, "Didn't I destroy all technology and like overthrow society and stuff?" Uh, everybody experiences the upgrade in their own way. Now, I love this because now every time I upgrade the firmware or the operating system on any of my devices, I'm going to assume this is what is literally happening to them. I like the headcanon. They go through a weird dream sequence where, you know, they all experience it differently. So my router may think it's stuck on a deserted island, Mm -hmm. but my phone might think that it runs a hot air balloon company out of New Mexico. Like... It could be all sorts of different things, but regardless, my devices have these weird fever dream sequences when they're getting upgraded. Uh, I'm going to upgrade my computer, and then my computer is going to have a fever dream about how it is now drinking some delicious Corbin cash. (laughs) You you look at me, and right as I realize what you're about to do, it's just like, oh, he gave me the look. Bender is like, wait, if that wasn't real, how can I be sure anything's real? Isn't it possible that my whole life is just a product of my or someone else's imagination? No, get out. And then the guy running the thing pulls this thing and he goes off on the conveyor belt. But then he walks out of this factory, this upgrade center, I guess, if you will, uh, pulls out a cigar and is like, uh, I guess life is whatever you make it. And... uh uh there's like all this crime and stuff going on but then we get sort of this vision of bender walking off into the sunset where there's a unicorn and literal treasure just like in a treasure chest Mm -hmm. on the side of the road and a fairy comes up and lights his cigar for him Mm -hmm. and that's the end of the episode (laughs) finally (laughs) and that means that it is time for great this is a this is a good episode. I really heavily enjoy it. It, it. it even gives, like, even through the plot of the episode, you see the growth in Bender. You can see where the upgrade happens. But even then, it's just really funny. You've got the boating prohibited boat. You've got, you know, the cartridge unit robot that at one point puts in a, a cartridge that says what? And then pops it out and then puts it back oh, in yeah, and says what a again? joke we didn't talk about, but I love that joke. I mean, I love the obsolete robots. I love Bender's reactions to things. I love the fact that he's just game to watch a snail for hours on end. And it's always good to see Bender, like, taking on something, like, really, like, I'm going to take down technology, even though it's kind of short-sighted because he is technology. I I, I just, this felt like a Futurama firing on most, if not all, cylinders. Okay. To me, at least, it's funny. It's it moves at a, a quick clip, but there's a lot going on. There's a lot of good visual things. There's a lot of good jokes and gags and things like that. Um, I, I'm not sure if I'm, I, it's certainly not one of the best episodes. It's, you know, you don't see a whole lot of robot one X going forward. So whatever mm-hmm. happens to that. Uh, but I think, I think it's still a very good episode of Futurama that I'd watch again. And I think I'd give it an A minus. Um, I mean, overall, I like the episode. It's, it, like, you're right it's it's pretty funny i like sort of the idea of um again i like that head canon of like when you upgrade devices they go on these weird fever dream 
journeys into how they get upgraded. Um, and you know, it's, so that's fun. Uh, I like, you know, the, the plot is, is pretty good. Um, I don't really know what to say about this because okay. it's, it's, I think an overall pretty decent episode. There's not a whole lot in it where I'm just really, uh, jonesing for this episode. Okay. I think it's solid, but I don't think it is one of the better ones. Um, kind of on the fence about it, but I think I'm maybe going to give it a B minus. Okay. I mean, you know, you, you, I don't really have anything to add to what you said. It's just that, um, I think there are plenty of other better episodes. It's not that this, kind of like a, a lot of our season one episodes, it's not that this one's bad. It's just not one that I, I really, really enjoy. I think it's fine. It's just overshadowed by a lot of uh, other better episodes, and that's that. That's fair. We would love to know what you think. We would love to be sponsored by you, Corbin Cash, for the number of times I have mentioned you on this podcast. Are are we just sending it directly to them instead of putting it in our RSS feed, or both, or what? I don't know. I mean, it's them. We've got a lot of people to reach out to this episode. Them, the Pope, um... We're going to send our dumb jokes directly to the Pope. Um, if you're the Pope, uh, let us know what you think about Futurama, about yeah. this uh, episode of Back to the Futurama. Um, we have a multitude of ways for you to do so, Mr. Pope. Let us know what your preferred brand of sweet potato liqueur is. Inquiring minds want to know. We're asking the hard-hitting questions here. Yeah, oh, clearly. If you'd like to say anything to us, including, hey, guys, Way to be dumb this week. Hey guys, did y'all did y'all take peyote before you started? You can reach us many different ways. You can email us at back to the futurama podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at back to futurama. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash back to futurama. And we are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So find us there on those two things and subscribe. Send to your friends, rate, review, all those things. and Especially if your friend is the Pope. Especially if your friend is the Pope. And uh, I think that's it uh, for this episode. Finally. Uh, I believe the March <laughs> Ocean Madness is still going, so get in there and vote. Yeah, our brackets are currently not doing well as of the time of recording. I imagine that that's not going to change. Probably not. <laughs> um, but yeah, stay tuned for for some extra uh, bit at the end here about the current state of March Ocean Madness. And until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye, Goodbye from, from the, the world, world of, of tomorrow. tomorrow. This episode is not endorsed by Corbin Cash. Welcome to the round three recap. This is the March Ocean Madness Minute. 
Scruffy swept Donbot under the rug. Dr. Zoidberg declined Robot Santa's gift of a pogo stick. Bender decided the Hyper Chicken wasn't good representation. The Hypnotoad mesmerized Clamps to defeat. Leela put Nibbler to bed. Roberto's stabbing was too much for Ethan Bubblegum's Tate's showboating calculus. Amy wasn't taken by Calculon's performance. Fry evaded Lur's attempt at harvesting his human corn. We have eight characters left, and here are those great matchups for next week. Scruffy versus Dr. Zoidberg. Bender versus the Hypnotoad. Leela versus Roberto. Amy versus Fry. Voting will be open until next Tuesday, April 3rd at 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Remember to vote at bit.ly slash oceanmadness4. This has been the March Ocean Madness Minute. Ride the walrus. 